You're listening to the Life-Changing Discipleship Podcast. Here's the deal. If you make disciples by sitting around and talking, you shouldn't be surprised when your disciples sit around and talk and talk and talk. This is the podcast for those weary of just talking and ready to start activating in the mission Jesus gave us to change the world. The Life-Changing Discipleship Podcast, where disciples and disciple makers gather to grow and go together. Here's your host, Dr. Matt Friedemann. Hey dear friends, great to have you with us today. Remember the place for a man, for a woman completing all their powers is in the fight, in the spiritual fight. And right now, here today, making disciples of the nations. So stay tuned, stay encouraged. We have a rendezvous with destiny. All right, folks, a special day here on life-changing discipleship. Uh, I'll just say as, as a part of a little bit of a introduction as well as a commercial. I have my dear friend Andy Miller here with us today, who happens to be the academic dean at Wesley Biblical Seminary. And he is with us and going to be talking about uh, Deuteronomy. And we want to say, what are the five major discipleship lessons from Deuteronomy? But also want to say, he is the host of a great podcast called More to the Story. So if you're listening to this, I want you to Make sure you make it over to more of the story, because boy, you, how many episodes do you have now, Andy? Oh my, I, hundreds. Get, yeah, over over a hundred. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's lots of really good things there, really good things. And you've been on there a couple of times, uh, so it must be really good. Well, no, yeah. those, those are the weaker programs. But yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for talking um, over and over again about the issues that matter most in the, the our evangelical world. Listen, uh, one of the sponsors of our program today is Teleos Press. Lots of really great books at teleospress.com. Now, Andy, when I chose Teleos Press, I didn't yeah. know how hard it was to spell Teleos, but here we go. <laughs> Teleos, by the way, is the Greek word for whole, complete, and perfect. So it's spelled T-E-L-E-I-O-S, T-E-L-E-I-O-S. Why I chose Teleos Press, I have no idea. But anyway, go to teleospress.com for a lot of wonderful volumes, including the 5Q Method of Discipleship, which will teach you more about how to be a serious disciple maker for Jesus. So check it out, teleospress.com. All right, Andy Miller, welcome to the program today. Oh, man, it's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. Listen, this is what we've been doing. I want to march through the whole canon, 66 books. We're not going to do it in the next year. It'll probably take three, three years maybe to do it. But anyway... Occasionally to to bring an expert in biblical content like you are and uh, to invite you in to say, all right, you've read through Deuteronomy, you know Deuteronomy, you've studied Deuteronomy, you preach from Deuteronomy, you know the Hebrew words in Deuteronomy, like the back of your hand, right, Andy? Uh, a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe three. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so a couple. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Not an Old Testament scholar, but... Uh, yeah, 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 but yeah. you know where to go digging yeah, if you need a Hebrew so. word. All right. At any rate... Uh, and so what I'm challenging you guys to do for the Life-Changing Discipleship Program is to say, these are the things I find helpful out of Deuteronomy for discipleship purposes in our lives today. So, right. you, re- you ready to go? I'm ready to go, yeah. Okay. You, yep. So it's interesting, you know, even like, talking about Deuteronomy, just mm-hmm. the, the name. My, my, I remember hearing my grandfather say... Um, you have to be a scholar just to spell it. You know, it's like it's kind of a funny spelling. And, and but the idea, the duto part means second, right. the, the second giving of the law. And, and and when you think about it in the context of what Moses is trying to do, Moses is coming before the people of Israel before he passes on, and he's giving them that law, giving the things that are most important again at the end of his life. So I think that's interesting to set the context. This is the second giving of the law. Yeah, and. 
they're about ready to go across the Jordan River. Right, right. And there's a whole host of problems and opportunities in the promised land. Right. And they're going to need to know this stuff in order to deal with those problems and those opportunities. Right. And, and this is not just like in the problem. This is for centuries, the right. type of things he's going to deal with. I mean, he ends up getting a place where Moses prophesies, you know, acts as a prophet at one point. This isn't one of my five, by the way, but where... They're going to be taken over. They're going to be taken to a foreign land, and they're going to anticipate all kinds of challenges. And then, of course, there's the various messianic themes that come in there, too. So what Moses is saying here, it really impacts the rest, not just of Israel's history, but world history. So let me say, this is the fifth book that we've done this with. Uh, it's almost unfair to ask these guys dealing with uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy to keep themselves to five, because... Whoever does Third John, then that might be you, Andy. Oh man! Whoever does Third John also has to come up with five. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll commit to Third John right now. Yeah, how about that. How about I'm, okay? I'll let you do I'm all those. Jude, and first, John. second, third, and Jude. Oh, I, I'm all in. You I'll, like that? Yeah. They, okay, so but okay. we're Deuteronomy today. So the number one discipleship lesson, Andy Miller from Deuteronomy for our living today. Okay, and I'm not going to use these like, this is the number one, this is the most important, but I'm going to have five. Fair. I'm going to go through. So the first one, I'm going to start at the beginning. In chapter 6, verse 23, it says, But he brought us out from there to bring us in and give us the land he promised on oath to our ancestors. I love this image of being able to think about the reality that we were brought out Mm. of slavery, we are brought out of our sin so that we may be brought in. That distinction can preach for a long time. Like we are not brought out for our own glorification. We're not brought out so that we can look back and poo-poo where we were. We are brought out so that we can be brought into deeper intimacy with Jesus. All right, let me ask you this. And, and I don't want to step on your other four things. Okay. okay yeah. So if I start to doing that, you can, you yeah, can yeah, say, yeah. no, no, no. So... What I hear in that is, so I, so you can be brought in to do what I talked about back there in Genesis 12. Yes. That yes, is, yes. I'm making you a great nation, and from this launch pad of the promised land, you're going to impact all the nations. Right, right, yeah. So you're being brought in, you know, kind of to be brought out again. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. like that. I like that. Uh, brought out, yeah. brought in, so you can go out. Right, amen. I think that's, well, we need to write that down. Oh, we're recording, so that's good. Yeah, we can listen to it later. Yeah, we can get it later. So that's good. And and then I'm kind of jumping backwards now. This will be the one time I come back. Okay, so number two. Number two. And this is what people would generally think of when you think about discipleship, and particularly the way that we make this happen and how we disciple other people, going to the great passage in chapter 6 as well. Yes. The Shema, the great passage. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. I pray that prayer for my kids every night, that they would love the God, Lord their God with all their heart, soul, and mind, and their neighbor as themselves. Now, a lot of all's there. All your heart. All. All your soul. All your mind. Or in all it doesn't strength. say all your mind yeah, yeah. here, but, in all, the, yeah, but the Jesus says that later. Meodeca, which is all your very, all your exceedingly. Right, all your, right, right. Yeah, go. And, then it go, and then he moves on, of course, by saying, you know, impress these on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on mm. your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your house. I mean, you get this all picture 
this totality of a life of following Jesus and making sure we're communicating that to another generation of people. So I think this sets us up to be communicate the reality of who God is, of his presence in our life, and the promise that we have of walking with him. So I love that theme. We can't talk about discipleship in Deuteronomy without talking about the Shema. You probably can't talk about uh, discipleship without talking about the Shema for another reason. That is, they started and ended every day with wow. that passage. Yes, yes, yes. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Elohenu, Adonai Echad. So just saying that both morning and evening, and that word Shema means both hear and obey. Right, 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 so right. So this is the one God that we hear and obey. And if you think about it, in Israel's history, those are the two things I struggle with. Oh, Hearing him, yeah, yeah. and then once they heard him, would they obey him? Now, it, that, that's great that you picked that one. You had to pick that one out. Right. And, you know, he says that uh, it comes up again over and over yeah, again yeah. throughout. So, like, you could look at chapter 11, verse 18. That comes up again. But I think that that's an important piece to keep in mind. Okay, number right, three. Number three of All the right. discipleship lessons out of Deuteronomy. Chapter 13, verse 4. It is the Lord your God. You must follow him and you must revere him. Keep his commands and obey him. Serve him and hold fast him. So the idea here is like in, in other translations that we have, and we step back a little bit, there's the idea of walking. And mm. I think that walking is discipleship in the Old Testament. It is. And this is, this is like, it, it, it's a great image too, because you think about these regular steps that you're taking. And as you do that, it, what, what you just said, it's hearing and obeying, right? Mm. So we hear, we walk, we fear the Lord, we keep sayings. Like there's, there's a, a kind of a, a content of the transmission of the gospel, not just of the message of what God's doing in the world that we keep. We obey, we serve, we hold fast. All that right there in that verse. You and I think a lot alike. I love walk as the quintessential uh, discipleship term of the whole Bible. Right. Because you think about, even in the New Testament, Jesus says, follow me, which means literally, you're going to walk with me. So that's exactly, and then Paul brings it up later in his epistles. Right. Walk's a huge term. Uh, thanks so much for bringing that up. In Psalm 1, too, you know, blesses he who walks. walks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have these themes coming up regularly. Okay, my number, am I on three? Yeah, you no. aren't on number four. Oh, number four. Okay. Oh, man, I'm going to have to con con consolidate a few. Okay, so chapter 23, verse 9 and 10. Now, what did I have here? I'm going to have to make sure I get this one. When you are encamped against your enemies, keep away from everything impure. Hmm. If one of your men is unclean because, oh, okay, I know why I said this. This is a little crazy. When I when I emphasize this one, and also in verse 13, um, there is this, the totality of, of our life with God and our life in community. Here's why I, br I bring this up. It's like in Deuteronomy, you have an emphasis on your pots and pans, on the clothes you wear, on your sexual activity, on your relationship with your wife, on your relationship with your children, and what you eat, and all of these things. And it is all involved. Mm. And, and here, this is the crazy—I I brought this one up. I wrote this down at 5 o'clock this morning when I woke up, and I maybe wasn't thinking straight. But this is talking about something that seems like, oh, well, God wouldn't really address um, nocturnal emissions, right? This is a this is nuts in some ways to talk about this. But yet he's saying, even when you are away, even when you're in a place where you have like things that are happening from your body, this is a part of my life with you. I care about your dreams. I care about things that are happening in your life. So I, I think like all of the content that deals with these very small details mm -hmm. is are very important. Beautiful, beautiful point. And so when he says, love God with all your might, 
And that word might, odeka, might mean very or love God with all your exceedingly. It's talking about the big points, but you just mentioned it's also talking about the stuff that we might not even think about when we're thinking about our life in God. Yes, Good stuff. Yeah. The big stuff and the little stuff. So all my right. number two. Oh, number four. Number five, Andy. Oh, no. We can okay, do this I'm together, jumping okay? Jump, I don't know how to count. I think it's one, it? two, three, four, and then five, right? <laughs> all right number five. Now, if you have some subsidiary points, oh. I'll, I'll let you throw them in there just uh, in just a minute here. Number five. Number five. And this is, uh, uh, maybe I'll have honorable mentions later. I love the end of Deuteronomy. So you see in chapter 34, verse 4, then the Lord said to him, this is the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob when I said, I will give it to you and your descendants. I have let you see it with your own eyes, but you will not cross over into it. Now, this is a hard moment for me because like, it's like Moses doesn't get the opportunity to participate in what he has been dedicating his life to. But Moses is allowed to see the promised land. And here's the thing that happens is like both of us, like, you know, we're, we're part of theological education. We have people who come in and we're training them to be pastors and we're working with our kids. And we don't, we might not get to see hmm. what God does through them. We might not see the future. And sometimes we, in our discipling efforts, we serve anyways. We get out in front and we look at the fact that, you know, maybe God gives you just a vision of what you can see. And so Moses was given the opportunity, but he didn't go into the land. And you think about the people and the work that has been done in many unsung ways, people who didn't have social media to broadcast a podcast or people who didn't write a famous book or, or save thousands of people or be a part of their, you know, their, their stories. But nevertheless, they have an important role to play. So I think about Moses being there and that image of him going up there to the mountain and looking to the promised land. And I just pray, I, I, you know, God's given me those opportunities too to think about, you know, the work I'm doing with my kids, the work I'm doing with students, the work I've done as a minister of the gospel. I don't know the fruit, but I'm going to be faithful just like Moses was. And Moses made mistakes. That's why he wasn't able to go in the promised land. But I, I love that image of him looking over where God's going to take him. Yeah, and I, I like the fact that if we can't do something, it, it, we can still pray about it. Mm. For instance, you say, I will never see the fourth generation of my family line. So let's just call me first generation. Okay. Kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, but I also pray for my great-great-grandkids Wow, all yeah. the time. And I will never see them. Yeah. But yeah. I'm praying, Jesus, that Oof. you will send them all over the globe for the gospel of Jesus Christ, that for four generations down to my great greats, that there'll be no divorce, mm. they'll be sent all over the world, they'll be entirely sanctified, they will marry women that are entirely sanctified, and a man who are entirely sanctified, and of course down to the great grandkids, they're gonna be both male and female. And I just pray these prayers. I'll never see the fruit mm. of those prayers, mm. but I want to pray for them anyway. You, but know, that you inspire me with that Moses point. Ooh, man. You know, and now you're challenging me because I, I haven't been saying that prayer, but I might have a great-grandchild who watches this podcast. Hmm. You know, I don't know. Maybe wow. it could happen on YouTube here or something. And if that happens, I want them to know that Matt Friedman reminded me I need to start praying for you, and I'm going to be praying for those great-grandkids. That's beautiful. There's a guy up, uh, in Memphis named Soup Campbell. Mm. And Soup says... If God answered all your prayers, what really would change? And most of us don't pray very big prayers. We pray for someone to get healed in our life, or we pray, well, that's nice. Let's, that'd be a beautiful thing if they got healed. 
but really what would change? And so I, I, one of the things he really encouraged people to do is pray for the world mm. in situations you'll never know about. Mm. And so one of the things I've been doing, Andy, is go through Operation World. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you can pray for one of the nations today. And just to say, this is the nation today, tomorrow another nation. I'll never see the fruit of that labor. Yeah. But what a precious thing that where we can't go, where we can't apply our hands and feet, can we at least apply our prayers. Wow. I love it. Love mm. it. Let's do it. All right. Well, listen, you had some subsidiary points, so I'm going to give you a total of oh. 60 seconds oh, buddy. to give me every subsidiary point you have. Go for it, man. All right. 3123. The Lord gave this command to Joshua, son of Nun. Be strong and courageous, for you mm. will bring the Israelites into the land. I promise them on oath, and I myself will be with you. There was an end in mind. There's an end to discipleship. And that end, of course, is spending eternity with Jesus and the promise that he will be with us. He'll be with us even to the ends of the earth and beyond that in eternity. Here's a challenge for you. Okay. Will there be discipleship in heaven? In other words, do we learn, do we grow, do we expand in heaven? I think so. I think so, too. Yeah, I think there's learning. I think think there'll be opportunities. I, I say there's no need for a bucket list. In life, uh, because we will have an opportunity in the new heavens and new earth, which is a physical, real reality after Jesus returns, and there's a renewal of all creation. I think I'll learn to play chess better. I think I'll have an opportunity to master some things that I haven't been able to do here. And, of course, grow in my love of Jesus. So you're thinking there's chess in heaven. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not even that big of a chess fan. I'm thinking like— We'll but, argue about that after the podcast. I know. But I love C.S. Lewis, uh, the, one of the last lines— of the children when they when they get into heaven, it's further up, right? Further, further in. in. So there's there's a he further brought up, us out. A they might in. bring us in. That's a beautiful thing. Bring us out and then bring us back. Any in. other subsidiary point? That's, I'll I'll stop there. All right. Wow, that's a great list out of Deuteronomy. Well, thanks. Well Thank done. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to think about Listen, it. Listen, y'all. When you read the Bible, there are discipleship lessons there. How can we sharpen one another with the lessons out of this week is Deuteronomy, and next week it'll be Joshua. That'll mm-hmm. be a great week too, Joshua. All right, it's a wrap. It's been an honor to have you listen to the Life-Changing Discipleship Podcast with Matt Friedman and today, Andy Miller. Make sure, by the way, to check out Andy's More to the Story podcast. It's a good one. By the way, check out our Facebook page, Life-Changing Discipleship, and check out our books at Amazon.com. Just type in Matt Friedman into the search engine and see what's offered there. And always, always tell others about our podcast. And remember... My wife thanks you, my daughter thanks you, my sons and their wives thank you, and I can assure you that I thank you for listening to Life-Changing Discipleship today. Love God, live clean, keep the faith, make disciples. God bless you, dear friends. We'll see you back here real soon. Mm -hmm.